Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. The field of archaeology today, particularly in the nation called Israel, is saturated with lies. That is the sad reality. In the January-February 2022 issue of Let the Stone Speak, which you can find online at armstronginstitute.org, Brent Noctegall wrote an article titled, Let the Stones and the Science Speak. He writes a bit here about the late Dr. Elat Mazar, whom the Philadelphia Church of God has assisted for many years in digging in Jerusalem. And notice what Mr. Noctegall writes about Dr. Mazar. Dr. Mazar did not consider the Bible divine. She actually thought that some of its records could have been subject to exaggeration or error. Yet, for her and her grandfather, there was no question about the Bible reflecting history, and there was no real reason to assume ever that what the Bible tells us is not a historical source. That last part of the quote is directly from Dr. Mazar. She says there was no question about the Bible reflecting history. She knew the Bible was an accurate historical source. She wasn't religious. But it was clear, based on the results, that archaeological finds did match with the biblical record. Mr. Noctegall continues in this article, Dr. Mazar, no more devout than the next archaeologist, could not practice science in good faith without using Bible history. It was impossible for her to uncover ruins and artifacts that obviously matched biblical records and to pretend that they did not. She strove to approach her study with humility, to put aside personal bias, to ignore peer pressure, and to give voice to the truest account for what had been uncovered. She let the historical text and the discovery itself do the talking. She let the stones speak. She was, in a word, intellectually honest. And remarkably, that made her controversial. I really did enjoy this article from the January-February issue of let the stone speak it do, it does give you a better understanding of how archaeology works mr noctegall talks about digging up the material culture of a group of people 
from the past. So you can understand the types of vessels that are used, the weapons they fought with, the tools they employed. Then you can date when those items were used. And finally, if you can dig up those artifacts and date when they were used, you can also date when entire structures must have been built. The buildings, the structures in which those smaller artifacts were found. So that's all very nice, as Mr. Noctegall points out. But the issue is, without written records, without historical sources, all you have is a nice ring or a pot or who knows what else. You're digging that out of the dirt and you have no context for what you have discovered. It is essential to be able to match artifacts with written records. It helps us understand what is being uncovered. Archaeology does require interpretation. Archaeology does not necessarily give the full picture. But what if the artifacts, the structures being uncovered match with a particular historical source? What if you can find idols buried in the dirt all over Israel from one layer, from one era of history, and then on another layer, there are no idols at all. Like Mr. Noctegall writes, did the idolaters suddenly become atheists? If we only considered the idols, it's impossible to understand the full picture. But when you consult the ancient text, you find specific records that one Jewish king led one generation of Jews in idolatry. And the next not only discontinued their use, but eradicated them from the territory almost completely. Without a historical text, our understanding is incomplete and largely conjecture. With a historical text, our understanding becomes fuller, richer, and more accurate. Matching artifacts with written records from history actually leads us to the truth. Bible skeptics would prefer that archaeologists discard the biblical record. Sure, maybe you can find an arrowhead here or there or some sort of a structure in the dirt, but you don't know what it really is. That's what they would say. They don't want to provide context for discoveries that prove the Bible true. They are deeply dishonest. Now again, Dr. Mazar was not a religious woman. It is just 
basic science to match the artifacts with written history. She was just doing her job. She was just being honest. Mr. Noctigal writes, honest mistakes and intellectual dishonesty have occurred on both sides of the debate over whether to consult the Bible for Middle East archaeology. But archaeologists still must face a choice. Each must decide for himself whether consulting this ancient record is intellectually honest and whether they want to use it in their science. It's a matter of truth. It's a matter of actually letting the stones speak. What an incredible magazine, by the way. You can subscribe to it at armstronginstitute.org. You can read it online there and access plenty of other exciting material. But this does bring up the much larger issue of truth. What is truth? Where does it come from? <laughs> what is our relationship with truth in this age? Here's what archaeologist Joseph Garfinkel wrote. Today, it is very common to throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is part of the much wider realm of intellectual developments formulated in the West during the last decades of the 20th century. Today, we are in a post-modern and deconstructive era. Everything is relative. There is no right or wrong. And contradictory approaches are all legitimate. I had a chance to meet Professor Garfinkel at the grand opening of the Armstrong Institute of Biblical Archaeology in Jerusalem a little over a week ago. And he really is a lovely man. He, he will be involved with our institute, hopefully for years to come. And one thing my wife noticed about the professor while we were speaking to him was that he was nice he had something to say about whatever subject we discussed. But then when we started talking about archaeology, that's when his eyes lit up. That's when he really got excited. This man is passionate about biblical archaeology. Here's someone else who let the stones speak. He was digging at Kirbet Kayafa. And he wasn't trying to prove the biblical account of King David true. He wasn't trying to prove the Bible. And yet, what he found showed that the ancient nation of Judah controlled that site 3,000 years ago. Mr. Noctegal writes in this article, Garfinkel could have remained silent. But he did what any honest archaeologist would do. He linked his discoveries with a contemporary historical source that describes the time and place in question. He let the stones speak, and they said the same thing as the contemporary historical source, the Bible. Here is an archaeologist who 
cares about seeking the truth. He believes there is a such thing as absolute truth. There is right and wrong, no matter what any communist might say about that. There is truth. And it does come from a specific source. Notice here Exodus 20, verse 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This is a command straight from our creator. It is the ninth of the Ten Commandments. And this commandment is trampled every day in the world around us. Who really takes the time to consider being truthful these days, whether they are speaking or living, are they speaking and living the truth? Do they even care? Do people, do most people out there even care whether they are speaking and living the truth? That is really a condemning question. A question we all must ask ourselves at some point. Notice here, John 17, verse 17, Christ speaking. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. The Holy Bible is a book of truth. It is the book of truth. God is the source of truth. All truth aligns perfectly with the Bible. The Bible doesn't contain all knowledge. It doesn't contain absolutely all truth in every realm or every field. But it does contain the foundational truth. And the truth of a field like archaeology or science the truth in a field like that does match what the Bible says. There are no contradictions. God is a God of truth. And he commands us to try to be truthful like him. To make every effort to achieve perfection in this area. Here's what it says on page 100 of our free booklet, The Ten Commandments, written by Mr. Dennis Leap. The two most difficult things for a human being to do are to admit error and to face failure. Men will stubbornly believe and teach lies when they cannot agree with the truth. Doesn't that sound exactly like what is happening in the field of archaeology today? where intellectuals and scholars by default reject or debase the Bible. They won't even consider it as a historical source or a geographic source, much less as a spiritual source. They immediately react with hostility to any sort of discovery that could back up what the Bible says. 
And really, they're shutting themselves off from discovering more. Dr. Mazar (laughs) discovered the palace of David simply because she took the Bible literally. She dug in a location she never would have dug in otherwise because she followed the literal directions in the Bible. You can learn a lot more about that in the January-February 2022 issue of Let the Stone Speak, which I was reading from before. But these archaeologists or these intellectuals who reject God and reject the Bible and are willing to lie to back up their bias are missing out on whole worlds of discovery. The Bible could actually help them discover more and discover more awesome things. But they're too stubborn and they, they would prefer to lie and to live a lie. Mr. Leap continues, the best example here is the theory of evolution. Those steeped in higher education and science cannot accept the reality and authority of a creator God, so they have invented a lie to explain a fantastically designed creation without a creator. The supposed facts of evolution do not add up and will never add up, yet the theory is taught as fact on a daily basis. Our world is suffering greatly because of this widely promulgated lie. Do we think about it that way? That possibly evolution is really at the root of so many world problems today? It's not just a harmless search for knowledge. Evolution is a poisonous ideology. Mr. Leap continues, It is the underlying foundation of our modern education system. Therefore, it has adversely affected our views on political science, international relations, economics, medicine, psychology, sociology, marriage, family, and child-rearing. Notice those last three especially that he lists. Marriage, family, and child-rearing. The smartest people in the world cannot tell you where marriage came from. They don't know why the traditional family unit is a man in charge, a woman as support, and then children all in one household. They don't know why it is set up that way. And certainly... The smartest people in the world could not tell you how to rear children. You look around at society, you see the way that those things are are operating, marriage, family, and child rearing. How is that going? Half of marriages end in divorce. Broken homes produce criminals. Children are becoming a menace, not just in their homes, but to everyone around them. It's almost like children are a curse in a lot of ways if they are not reared the right way. If they are reared on the false basic premise of evolution. Because God instituted marriage and family. 
God reveals the right way to rear children. Doing it our own way leads to failure and a whole lot worse. Mr. Leap continues on page 101 of the Ten Commandments. Why should any well-educated person be ashamed to admit a faith in God? Isn't it far more ridiculous to profess a faith in a mindless, chancy, mathematically impossible alternate theory of creation? Doesn't believing something one knows is false just because others do expose the ultimate hypocrisy? Isn't it time we replace vanity with some courageous leadership? You see, so many smart people know deep down that God exists, and yet they lie about it. That is the end result, the very extreme result of breaking God's command against lying. Or as it says there in Exodus 20, bearing false witness. Humans even get to the extreme of denying their own creator. Refusing to admit against all the mountains of evidence that their own creator exists. They will acknowledge they don't know where the universe came from. But then they refuse to consider anything outside the physical realm as a possible cause of all life. Perhaps there is a realm that transcends the five senses, a spirit realm that would account for the existence of the entire universe. If physical laws and physical matter cannot explain where it all came from, the only solution left is a spiritual solution. And evolutionists know that. They know better, but they do not want to believe in God because that means they have to live a different way. If they stop lying about God, they will have to stop living a lie as well. It's a lot more convenient to just pretend to have those cushy jobs at a university or on TV lying about their creator. God says his word is truth. It's not your truth or my truth. What we think our opinions are irrelevant when it comes to the truth. How we are feeling, our moods, our emotions, do not factor in to what the truth actually is. It's amazing how such an awe-inspiring field like archaeology even can be saturated with lies, particularly in the nation called Israel today where seemingly every week artifacts are being unearthed that prove the Bible true and thereby, thereby prove the authority and the power of our creator. Who is going to tell the truth to the world? 
Who is going to let the stones speak? Well, you already know. It's the very work that is producing a magazine called Let the Stones Speak. It is a church that produces a booklet called The Ten Commandments. Even as the vast majority of other so-called Christian churches reject the Ten Commandments. There is only one true source of truth in the entire world. And you can thank God that you are listening to it and you know about it. God is a God of truth. Always listen to him. Always get your truth from him. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.